What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It's February 6th, 2024. I'm Trey. That's Mark. How you doing over there, Mark? Good. Uh, you guys just missed a, a rambunctious conversation about 90s country music in the pre-show. Uh, yeah. So I guess we ought to start off with some good, speaking of which, to start off with some uh, some good skews. Toby Keith died. Uh, <laughs> Mark. Well, that's why, as he said, I mean, that's why we were talking about 90s country. Look, I like... He ain't nowhere even remotely close to the equivalent of Dave Chappelle for me as a comedian at all. Not remotely. But I'm saying, to use an analog, Dave Chappelle, I'm, I haven't been into what Dave Chappelle's been doing lately, largely. Mm. But it don't change Killing Him Softly or The Chappelle Show for me. And with Toby Keith, it's like, dude, he had he had some bangers in the 90s. Should have been a cowboy. Every head must bow, every tongue must profess. That is a all-time country jam as far as i'm concerned so the man did some good work 9-11 yeah. sort of i would say it broke his brain but really it just like opened his wallet up like he realized the amount of money he can make after 9-11 and then he just went fully down that road uh but mm -hmm. he had his day though toby Keith, right but certainly opinion. cowboy and i sang along with it they still played at cowboys games uh but my, my but that's like selling thick nostalgia that part of the whole thing that they did bugs me it's like, first of all, cowboys are mostly black and Latino. Yeah, like it's like, so like, what? You, it, that's part of the that's part of the thing that bugs me. Is like, anyway, it, it, oh, off the tangent here. Uh, <laughs> some other, if we if we get started, we'll do a whole hour just talk, just arguing about Toby Keith if we don't <laughs> if, yeah. if we don't move on. So, go uh, ahead. so uh, uh, another good news: uh, DC court finally issued their opinion on Trump's absolute immunity claims to his January six cases. They're like, no, dude, you're a guy. You're just a guy. Right. And they're like, okay, it's so now like now like here's the thing. This is the Supreme Court is supposed to rule on whether you get kicked off the ballot in Colorado and Maine and shit, right? I, mean, I think mm -hmm. Maine might have be out of play right now, whatever. So the Supreme Court has two choices here because the, the case is so stupid. Right. They can't rule in his favor. So their choices are either to uh you know ignore it, refuse right. to accept the case, yeah. take the case up, or take it and then dither for like four or five months. Right. And, and if they if they refuse to take it if they refuse to take it then this court's ruling prevails right like yeah. if they say we're not taking it then this this ruling is the yeah the, the judge issued like a, sta a stay of their opinion uh, while pending an appeal to either you know like uh, the 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 the, uh, what do you, the bigger there's a bigger version of the same circuit court or they can take it straight to the Supreme court. So they gave them six days to figure out. I was say, they to only, yeah. They only have till Monday or whatever to do that. Right. right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they, like you said, they, the court finally ruled on this, which is funny because it is such a dumb and seemingly obvious thing to me. I've made a video about it today and I said like, you know, I guess the only reason it took so long is because, uh, you know, their first draft of the decision, which came out the next day, was just like one paragraph of them being like, "Are what? Where are you, are you serious? No, of course not. It's ridiculous." Yeah. And they had to they had to take a month to sort of, you know, church that up, beef it up, beef it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, they had to get up to, to fifty seven pages and make it make it absolutely bulletproof to make it right. so make it too embarrassing for the Supreme Court to overrule. Right. 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 Uh, so that's what they did. It's 57 pages of like, fuck no, fuck no, fuck no, fuck no. <laughs> well, what do you, what uh, do you think the Supreme court is going to do? Cause I mean, this iteration of the court, I feel like they're a bit of a wild card. What do you think they're going to do? Depends how capable of shame and embarrassment they are. Cause yeah. like, there's no, there's no actual, they, 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 they could like feel a duty to history. If I'm being generous here to like, to, to, to weigh on act, the actual question of whether the president is above the law and say no, right. like the Supreme court way. Right. But they can also do that in a way that pushes the court, the case back past the election. Right. right. So like right. they could get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Where the centrists in the media will say that they're heroes for standing up to Trump while also saving his ass from being prosecuted. Until yeah, that's uh, an appropriately cynical take because it sounds right to me. I could definitely see that happen. It's funny because the case is sort of like from their perspective, it's like the case is like sort of asking them to willfully neuter themselves. Do you know what I mean? To like mm -hmm. sort of give up to like invalidate their own constitutional position in the system in in deference to the print which is like why would that ever happen but at the same time it's 2024 and i don't think any of us would be surprised if that did happen but like you said they just deliberate on it for long enough and draw it out which that's been trump's strategy from jump right is like just stretch yeah. things out just delay, I mean, delay as much as possible you're right, because like if they ruled in his favor, it would make the judicial branch essentially subserve. None of the other two branches, they're supposed to be co-equal in theory, would be able to right. have any authority over the president. So it's basically like yeah, the Supreme Court to decide yes or no, 
would you have to cut your dicks and tits off if the president asked you to? Right. And like, so answering yes to that question is wild. It seemed to, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, some other good news. Uh, United Auto Workers uh, signs up a majority of workers at a Volkswagen plant in Chattanooga. Love it. Nice. I got uh, a good buddy cool. that worked at that plant for years and years. Actually, I've told this story on here before, probably multiple times, but he like, this has been an ongoing thing there for a long time. I'm talking at least 10 or 11 years ago. I remember him coming to hang out with me at my place in, in Knoxville. We were watching the Vols game or whatever. And he told the story about uh, they had some little retreat thing, thing that was all about like, what are unions? How do unions work or whatever? And they had like mm -hmm. coffee and donuts and stuff set up. And they had this lady walk in who they said was like, this represents union leadership or a union representative or whatnot. And this woman comes in and just starts like screaming at them all and throwing the donuts in the trash and shit. And just like pouring the cotton, <laughs> just being like horrifically evil, you know, just like, to show, it's like, is this what you want? Cause this is what happens. And it's like, it's just so, you know, baldly shitty. But again, that was 10 or 11 years ago. And so now, and now here we are in 2024, they've, uh, you know, they finally got yeah. it done, I guess. Good for them. It's so like wild how propaganda propagandize we are to have things be the reverse. Because the reason you unionize so your boss can't do that shit. Exactly. But also right. like like it, it's like how everybody thinks that socialism is where you get money for free. When like no socialism is where you get paid for your labor and you don't get money for free, which is what capitalists do. Right. Getting money for free is what everybody who owns ten apartment buildings that checks in the mail does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so uh, there's that. Uh, more good news. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont says the state will purchase one billion dollars of medical debt for six and a half million dollars and cancel it. It's uh, abolishing medical debt for two hundred fifty thousand people. Love it. This is not really. It, do love it. It's not really a heartwarming story. It's like because anybody that's watching this overseas is like, what the fuck is medical debt? <laughs> well, yeah, but right. I know. Yeah. If we're if we're going to have it, we should try to do it, cancel as much as possible with uh, money the government has when they have it, and they have a bunch of leftover money from the American Rescue Plan. Um, it's the first time a state has forgiven medical debt at such a massive scale. Uh, uh, also, another good news, I have no idea if the Senate will pass this. My guess is not. But the, uh, the House had passed an expanded child tax credit last week. Um, uh, on how average, households uh, would see a tax cut of $680 in 2023. This is for people that make less than $21,000 a year. So that's a significant bump. You know, it's for the working poor. Uh, it would also apply to uh, four-person households making less than forty, uh, less than 41 a year. But because it's a bipartisan bill, they had to pair with a tax cut for the rich. So with all the, while poor people get a couple, like six, seven hundred bucks, the top one percent of income earners will get nine hundred eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. So uh, so basically, the deal was Republicans were like, OK, we'll let you help out poor people. But only if it, we still make wealth inequality worse. Right. And see, <laughs> what sucks about this is like in places like my hometown and yours and otherwise, I'm everywhere probably. Mm -hmm. There's like hardworking middle class Americans, right, who get caught in the middle of things like this and don't get shit for it. And like mm -hmm. that does suck. Like that don't hit for me. It ought not be that way. But I feel like every time something like this happens they ain't got no billionaires around, right? They, they ain't got no millionaires around. And even if they did, they couldn't really see the benefits that those people were getting from stuff like this. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, they got a, like a new gold plated aquarium on their boat or something like that. Like they're not going to see that shit, but they are surrounded in towns like mine by the other end of the spectrum, by poor people who get, who get this benefit or whatever. And it kind of, you know, it pisses them off a lot of times. Cause they're like, what the fuck? Like, I, you know, I don't get a goddamn thing and they and they get this. And despite the fact that, you know, we both work and work hard and all this shit. And it's like, I hate how they're kind of weaponized in that way. Like shit like this, you know, makes them mad at the mm -hmm. poor and they and not the rich and the rich just kind of get away with it. And uh, it, it happens all the time. But I do kind of get why the whole the overall situation is frustrating for these people. Like, I understand why. It bothers them, but I wish they would direct their, you know, anger differently. But like I said, that's what they see on the day to day. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't disagree with you, but yeah, uh, I guess uh, elect politicians that are further to the left, you know, because you, you got, you got to negotiate with centrists and Republicans, right? This is what happens. So yeah. 
so a story we talked about on fr- uh, on the uh, uh, bonus episode on Friday was uh, Fonnie Willis's, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, uh, state state's attorney in uh, uh, Georgia, Georgia, Fulton County. Uh, so it was like she had been accused of having an affair. <laughs> By a court filing, with a guy who worked for her, who's an outside counsel, who her office has paid six hundred fifty thousand dollars so far, and they were trying to say this invalidates the case or whatever, which I don't think it's true. I think politically it's extremely stupid. Anyway, while we were talking, or after that afternoon, after we got off, she came out and admitted she'd had an affair after like dithering about it because we were like, why won't she deny it if it's not yeah. true? Well, it seemed pretty clear to me that it had happened just because of the way they had responded to it. But she has since confirmed it, though. Right. Yeah. I just. I just can't understand, like, you want to talk about why she would bring this case. And, like, there's two reasons, and probably both are true. One, she thinks it's the right thing to do, and two, she thinks it's great for her career. It, right. it, it's good when good things happen, when people do things that are good for the career because they're also the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, why would you bumblefuck both away? Like, it, it just doesn't understand. Like, if, right. It, it doesn't, like, I, I don't understand the, like, like uh, these highly driven people who have complete lack of self-control when it comes to, like, one thing. It's Yeah, but, I mean, well. I'm totally with you. I agree completely. But, like you're talking about human beings. And when that one thing is like genital related, you know what I mean? When that one thing is like in matters of the heart or whatever, people become irrational. You know what I mean? Like people just do dumb shit uh, when it comes to you. people that get them all tore up or whatever. I mean, you know, we all do it on both genders, I guess, but yeah, this is, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. a good look, man. Especially if like part of the whole argument is this dude, her, her, uh, her, you know, boy toy or whatever. He's, he is a lawyer, but he's not objectively qualified for the position no, he's in. Right. No. Well, see, that's like, you can't she do says, that, man. Like that's she not, says they were, she says they didn't start having the affair till after he worked for her, even which is like, then, that's different. But, but then, so let me read this to you. She asserted that the, and this is in the legal filing. She buried it in like the back of 170, this admission in the back of 176 page motion. But she's asserted that she holds no financial or personal conflict of interest in her prosecution of Trump. Okay. Just because, Cops and prosecutors don't hit for me. I want to point out how full of shit that is. Because if you took her out to a nice dinner with part of the $650,000 her office paid him, that's objectively not true. Right. Right. And she, now he says they kept the person, they, they always go Dutch, basically. They're, every trip they take it together and every dinner they go halfsies. Okay. I guess I'll believe you. But like it, either way, it doesn't really pertain to the prosecution. It just looks like shit. It's also like if your position is that this is a vitally important case you're working on, which most of America, well, at least half of America agrees with, uh-huh. right? Like, and then you hire a dude who is objectively unqualified and you do that because of what that tongue do or whatever, like that <laughs> undermines the whole thing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it, I don't know how you can say that. After making a move like that, you know what I mean? It just makes it all seem disingenuous. It's not, the st- I know on our Patreon episode, we had this article that said like the stakes were too high for her to do this, but that's like, I mean, I, I agree with that. Like it, you, this is one of the most highly scrutinized cases fucking in recent American history. It involves a former president. Like everybody's watching. You can't, you can't do shit like this. Like Man, I, I, look, I was up when I first moved to LA, I was up for my first big TV writing job and I'm not getting it. It's a famous, successful show that I would have been proud to work on. And, uh, like I had a week after the interview and I like cut out salt, a completely clean, you know, like did that kind mm-hmm. of shit. Cause like you got one shot, do not submit your chance right. to blow. This right. is lady's chance to go down in history. Right. And maybe get elected governor, if not Senator or, 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 or whatever. And she's like, ah, I'm going to fuck this guy that I'm on my payroll. It'll look really, really bad. It's like, it's fucking crazy, man. I, just, I, crazy. I, I, I can't just be constantly let down by our leaders. <laughs> it's American okay. democracy for you. Well, we'll move on from it in just a second. But I know she's like saying, oh, there's no conflict there. And she's not going to recuse herself. But like, you think that's going to stick? Like, they're not going to just let this go, right? I'm sure they're going to keep harping on this or whatever. Like, how? It's not to me. It's not legally relevant with, with with what prosecutors usually get away with. This is not really considered a conflict of interest. They usually right. can get away with straight up like hiding evidence to murder people. Yeah, the, the accusations here is that she has a financial stake in the prosecution of Trump because she, they're using taxpayer money to pay her boyfriend, and she's getting a she's obviously yeah. getting as as a you know a stake in that. I right. don't think that in in the normal course of the shit cops and prosecutors get away with. That would not hold water to a to a judge, but right. I don't know who this judge wants to win. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. All right, 
Well, glad there's been a wrench thrown into that whole thing. All right, we'll continue. Producer Matt is with us doing his thing. This is Weekly Skews. I want to remind you all before we go on of a couple of things. Number one, if you'd like to see me do stand-up comedy live and in person, and I really recommend it, you should go to TreyCrowder.com. Check out my upcoming tour dates. I'll be in St. Louis this weekend at Helium Comedy Club, St. Louis. Love that club. And then later I got Indianapolis coming up, Virginia, D.C., Vancouver, Seattle, Richmond, Virginia Beach. And we've just added some more, and we're continuing to add more every day. So go to TreyCrowder.com and check it out. Come and see me. Also on TreyCrowder.com, you can find me and Corey's book, Round Here and Over Yonder. It is a comedic travel guide. It's a good time. You can also get the audio book on Audible if you're into that type of thing, which we do read. I know, surprising. We can read, but we did. (laughs) If you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. You go to weeklyskews.com slash more, or just go to Patreon and look for my, search for my name. Either way works. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes. Like Mark said, we did one uh, last this past Friday about the Fonnie Willis situation and whatnot. We cover things that you know, happen in between the main shows or just stuff we want to talk about. It's a lot of fun. You get some more skews in your life, two extra hours a month, and support the show in the progress. So in the process. So please consider it. That's weeklyskews.com slash more. We appreciate it. Now, as for the show tonight, last week we talked about the situation at the southern border and how wild and weird it's getting. Well, you never believe this, but in the intervening seven days, Things have not gotten much better. We'll dive into that again a little later, and we got. I want to just to, so last week we talked about the uh, the constitutional and conceptual problems with the Republican arguments and how crazy they are. This week is more about the silly nothingness that's happening on the ground in Texas and how it's being exaggerated. I just want to like talk. I, I don't want to play into. The, I, I did sort of don't want to play into the whole crisis language that Republicans want because it's right. not. I will tell you why. Sure. Yeah. Yes. It. You, right. Everything's dumb and bad down there, but not in the way that they present it as. Right. <laughs> in the way that in the way that's being handled by uh, our government, especially on the right. All right. But before all that, let's. Uh, we got some other things for you, including let's begin with the daily dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. All right, tonight's DD, the kids who are going to miss out on Satan class in school just because of wokeness. That's right. Watch this video from an Iowa hearing. Hi, I'm Gordon Rodriguez. I am a lifelong Iowan. Uh, I am a minister of Satan for the Satanic Temple. I personally oppose Bill HF 2073 because I believe in the separation of church and state. But if the bill does pass... I'm excited for the opportunities it presents to the Satanic Temple to provide support, services, and programs to school children in our state. I would have several ordained ministers of Satan, and we would be happy to engage children. <laughs> hail Satan, hail Iowa, and thank you for your time. Okay. All right. Uh, so hail I, Satan, I, I hail Iowa. Good, yeah. yeah, I love a good hail Satan anytime it comes up. Never doesn't hit for me. I also, we've talked about these guys before, the Satanic Temple. You know, as we've said before, there's the Church of Satan and there's the Satanic Temple, and they are very different. The Church of Satan is just kind of a nihilist, hedonistic, do whatever the fuck you want type of philosophy. And it's it's libertarian, really, if, yeah, you, had to, yeah. if you had to have a political analog for it. But the Satanic Temple, their whole thing is like, highlighting the inherent hypocrisies with these uh with these religious laws that we have and and trying to uh you know encourage yeah. it's the separation of church and state and things like that so i like the i like the satanic temple i like what they're about i like that this guy's doing this it all hits for me uh the you know his name is mortimer Adramalek, and uh <laughs> he has red sunglasses on inside and whatnot and it's like all yeah, that I think maybe they could rein in a little bit. It's sort of like when the when the marijuana legislation movement was getting like mobilized and more popular. And it's like anytime you saw somebody on the news representing normal or whatever, it was always like a white dude with dreadlocks and talking with a Jamaican accent for some reason, even though he's from Nebraska or whatever. Uh, talking about how weed is a, is a vitally important medicinal herb and shit. And it's like, I don't know if you're going to reach the mammals and papaws with this. This kind of feels similar to me, but these people do hit for me. I like what they're about. So, and I'm glad they're out there doing it. I appreciate yeah. it. 
Yeah, so yeah, you're right. The Church of Church of Satan is more like libertarian, and, and the uh, Satanic Temple is like a little bit more, more liberal in the sense they're down. They do like community community outreach programs and like food drives to help people and shit. So like, if the Church of Satan is Catholic, these are like the Episcopalians, all right? So, okay. <laughs> uh, so, so this is this is in uh, Iowa, right? And uh, they seem to be pushing, kind of pushing ahead with the bill. Uh, in the mean, in the meantime, well, while they, I guess they don't believe the Satanists are going to go through with like actually starting school programs like, if they like Christians do it. Um, but I do want to like note that the news article covering this did actually make the point that it should be noted that Satanic Temple is a group meant to promote secularism and religious freedoms in general, and not actually worship any sort of devil. And I'm glad they put that in there. And also, like this guy's facial hair, I think it actually plays in the situation because you can tell he's trolling. Even the person, the, the person filming this was laughing. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I, th- I think that uh, kind of helps because they're they're trying to they're trying to be cartoonishly evil looking to make the point that they're not fucking evil looking. All right. So, not actually yeah. Evil. Uh, sure. But over in Idaho, they're doing the same thing, and they actually the Satanists in Idaho actually got them to stop doing church stuff in schools at least temporarily. They're going to uh, they're going to uh, try to move something called the Blaine Amendment, which is like a, a state version of keeping church uh, church out of schools. Uh, it was going to allow taxpayer money to pay for private religious schools, and they're. Uh, Satanic Idaho, and they're, it's not quite as cool as Mortimer, what is the guy's name? Mortimer Adramalek. Mortimer Adramalek, yeah. This guy's name is Rowan Astra. <laughs> we got to get a satanic name generator, Trey. I yeah, see right, we do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, they, they, uh, they got a, they're, they're reconsidering it. Um, they also, but also they pivoted, notice this headline here, happy to engage children. Uh, sorry, Matt still has the Iowa uh, headline up here, but this, let me, here's this Idaho headline. Roundup, House Committee pauses Blaine Amendment removal, introduces anti-porn bill. So they stopped allowing church in school and still going to try to put church in your pants. Uh, so yeah. let me talk. So their porn bill, I've got about a couple of them t- uh, today, but the House uh, the House State Affairs Committee is it's introducing a bill trying to require pornography websites to verify a user's age in Idaho or risk being sued in civil court. Now, with other states have tried this kind of thing and porn yeah. is they just block all the porn to the state because it's kind of like impossible to do. Right. Also, it, kids are going to steal their dad's driver's license. So that's what I was about to ask. I feel like I, you know, I've, I've got some experience in the internet porn world. I was there in the beginning. All right. I was there <laughs> at the beginning of the saga, uh, in the halcyon days. And I can definitely remember age verification being a thing at, at certain points along the way, but it was easy to skirt or whatnot, but they had it in there as some kind of yeah. fail safe. Like, but again, it's easy to cheat it, but I, I always thought it's like, well, I guess they got to do that legally or whatnot. So I don't really understand what's different about well, it. Most sites trying to be more stringent about it or something. I mean, most sites still have the click if you're over 18 thing, right? I right. Mean, you, have to, you have to click that. But, but this must be something more strange than that, like having to put in your driver's license or something, which is like they're already behind the times because they're now automatically – like they're like artificial intelligence, fake ID sites that can make them instantaneously. It looks Naturally. super realistic. So, yeah, whatever. Anyway, it's not going to work. Um, but uh, if uh, over in uh, Oklahoma – there's a more hardcore bill coming down. This guy wants to put people in jail just for watching porn. He's a fundamentalist preacher slash state senator named Dusty Devers, uh, which is a, you know, everyone's made this joke, but it's a very porn name. Uh, it is. Well, if you replace the D's with B's, look out. <laughs> Dusty Beavers, baby. There yeah, He's, he's only two go. letters away from being a real starlet. Uh, but yeah, now, dude, you know this guy's search history is wild, bro. Anybody mm. that's Anybody that's this obsessed with porn is into some freaky dinky shit every fucking time, I feel like. So this would not just jail people who create make porn. Wait, who's making porn in Oklahoma? I don't know. I mean, you know, amateur stuff, I guess. But like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, it, so, but also like if you could, you watched porn, you could get 20 years in prison. Crazy. Um, it would create a bounty system similar to what Texas instituted in its, in its infamous abortion bill that would allow those who rat out their horny neighbors to collect civil penalties of up to $10,000. So how is my neighbor yeah. going to know yeah. that I'm watching pornography? Right. Is my question. Like, how is this all going to work? You don't do it in front of the window? yeah but no i hate this type of like nancy grace type shit which encourages people to fucking uh like snoop on and snitch on their neighbors and stuff like like that i'm gonna drive over to burbank and peep in your window and be like hello 911 trey is honking his bingus uh so 
So, like, it also, like, the bill defines pornography, which is famously Supreme Court couldn't figure out how to do. They said, I know it when I see it, right? Um, it, it says it has breaks pornography down into 10 categories, which include sexual intercourse, which is normal or perverted, so both varieties, a- anal sodomy, which so I guess you can still uh, get a BJ, excretion in the context of sexual conduct. So I, I, I'm not sure if he means like a male orgasm or like uh, Pain and people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lewd exhibition of the uncovered genitals, buttocks, or if such a person is female, the breast. It would also criminalize sexting except between married people. Um, what? You know who, you know who is least likely right. to sext? <laughs> married people. That's what I was about to say. Like, what the fuck? That, yeah. First of all, I'm me and Katie have been together for so long, we kind of predate sexting even being a thing, really. Mm. But like, I, I, I feel like that's a... That's a that's a play in the field type of situation there. Like yeah, getting to know somebody, you know, like when in the honeymoon phase, when you got a new relationship, yeah. a new fling going, a new hot flame, that's when you're sexting. Married people don't be sexting. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like I'm about to leave the drugstore. Need me to pick you up some emodium? Also, can't wait to see your tits. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Devers likes to write uh, thought poems on Twitter about pornography. Let me uh, quote one for you. Pornography is the opium of the masses. The powerful keep it to suppress the virulent. The immature assume it's harmless, a harmless supplement. So I don't know, fuck it, but whatever. Uh, so good luck, Dusty, uh, Dusty Deavers. Uh, I don't think your bill will ever see the light of day, and you will embarrass everyone you come in contact with during your brief stay in the Senate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, on the one hand, the older I get and everything, and also having uh, twain sons who are going to be hitting puberty any day now. Like, I don't think that you got to be real careful with porn, you know, like porn, porn's like, there's a lot of shit about porn that ain't uh, cool or healthy or okay. Uh, just generally speaking, both for the people watching it and the people engaged with it. But, you know, this is also ridiculous. I think trying to turn us into a fucking like, uh, you know, right. I mean, like I'm not I, 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 covered I'm, up hellscape. I'm so that to what you're saying. I understand why without thinking about it for half a second, you would, it would be appealing to you to have like an age verification system. So your children couldn't get pornographic content, mm-hmm. but really in the real world, your option is to add it to the sex talk. To no, I know. No, I know. Yeah. That's the thing. As a dad, I know I have to be, like, it's up to me and Katie to be on top of that. And like, mm-hmm. deal with that. Cause yeah, it, it, it wouldn't matter what they would do. I know I was a teenage boy again in the pioneer days of internet porn. Like I know, and we got caught I would, multiple times too. <laughs> like, I never got, we got caught. I don't, anyway, we, okay. we got caught because like you, we'd try to find porn. And back then porn was like a picture of, of titties that would like load one line of pixels at a time. And it took like 15 minutes to pull up or whatever. And mm-hmm. we try to get a couple of those going at once, you know, to get like maximum eff- efficacy. And that would cause a lot of porn pop-ups to come up and crash the computer. And then like mm-hmm. my buddy Bane's mom would come home and be like, what's wrong with the computer? And we're like, nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. And then like, she turns it on and all the porn is still on there. That type of thing that happened. That's a hypothetical. I'm not saying that exact scenario happened, but it did <laughs> multiple times. Uh, yeah. So yeah, my, we, boy, we, teen we, boys we, will figure it out. Like, yeah. No matter what, they'll figure we it out. We were too rural to have the internet at the house, but we had a satellite dish, and I would like stay up to like two a.m. when like the like the the uh, Skinamax. Oh, yeah. We had Skinamax yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, big, big yeah. Thing. yeah. So I had to, to lose sleep for. I wish we had the internet. These I would have got a lot more today, sleep. Today, dude, I'm mean. saying they don't know. They don't understand the struggle. We used to have to be in a room together with your five best friends at fourteen, <laughs> waiting. <laughs> Waiting till one fifteen a.m. Just hoping some boobies would show up on what the time? cable channel where that was a possibility, right? And then when it happened, yeah. you had to get, you had to go, you had to be ready, you had to be sitting on go, yeah. ready to make it happen because you didn't know when you were going to get another chance, you know? Yeah, watch Shannon Tweed wash a car. Like <laughs> when's Red Tweed? Sh- when is Red Shannon Sh- Tweed? <laughs> Queen, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, those were the days. Anyway, uh, all right. So our honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is the social justice mob who doesn't know it's every American's First Amendment right to be in Star Wars. That's right. In case y'all missed it, Elon Musk is helping Gina Carano sue Lucasfilm over her being fired from The Mandalorian in case y'all missed it or have lives or whatever. The Mandalorian's a Star Wars show, which hit Gina Carano was on it. Uh, as this like 
hardcore space marine woman. And uh, she was kind of a fan favorite. I would say it's not like she was a total standout, but, you know, she was a popular character on the show. She decided at one point in the middle of the second season, I think, to just go on an insane transphobic and racist and otherwise and xenophobic diatribe on Twitter. Mm. Disney was like, hey, could you uh, could you maybe not do that? And she was like, fuck you. It's my right as an American to do that. And she kept doing it. And they were like, well, you're fired then. And now Elon Musk is coming to her rescue to right that wrong. Does that, some important context here is like, there's only one actual regular cast member of the show. It's Pedro Pascal is a huge star, right? Yeah. She was a recurring guest star, which she was on like every fourth or fifth episode every now and then. And she wasn't a big part of the show. And also Pedro Pascal is a trans sister. And also she was posting a lot of QAnon shit and Nazi propaganda cartoons. Yeah. And also like, I, I, I don't, it, our business looks weird to people who aren't in it, but like, you don't get fired. They just didn't pick up her contract. And that's like kind of an important distinction because by this, by her yeah. standard. They also, been, it had also been reported. I remember that like it had been reported that she was going to get a spinoff show. But again, right. people in our industry, me and you know that that don't mean a goddamn thing. That could have fallen apart at any number of, of points along the way. But ostensibly she was going to have like a spinoff show and that got taken away from her too. But you know, I've been supposed to have five different pilots. Right. (laughs) I was working on a a three week pilot gig once for like a celebrity game show. And we did like a week's worth of work on like, like, you know, uh, you're you're coming up with like ideas to pitch to the execs. They can try to start shaping the show and figure out exactly what it's going to be. After the first week, they were like, it was like a set. We sent them a seven page PDF of creative stuff. And they were like, you know what? I'm not going to have time to read this for a couple of weeks. Uh, you, You got, you guys can all go home. So we lost, we lost their jobs because they didn't feel like reading a PDF. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm just saying like when people, when they, people cry over shit like this, I'm like, by her definition, I've been canceled 400 million times. Me too. I know. I was just, I actually, <laughs> I remember when all this happened cause I watched the Mandalorian and stuff and I didn't even really think about it in this context, but yeah, it's like, I don't know this for sure, but I've definitely gotten the impression with some of the, the projects I've had, some of the pilots and stuff I've had that people were like, we like the idea of his whole thing, but like, he's too polarizing or whatever. We, you know, we can't put that on network TV, his whole liberal redneck thing. It's it's too, like I said, it's too divisive and polarizing or whatnot. And I always felt like that was there. I never once felt like personally persecuted or anything for it. Do you know what I'm saying? But really that comes down to like who I am and what I believe, but I never ever internalized that as like, I'm being discriminated against. I was always just, just like, this is a hard game. You got to fucking play by the, you got to play the game and get super lucky to make anything happen. And, you know, it, it just is what it is. So I wrote a, like, here, okay, let me give you an example I'm talking about. Like, like most of the sp- censorship or whatever in Hollywood's corporate, it's not, has nothing to do with politics really, except in the tra- specifically with trace context. But like, so like I wrote a, a, a crime comedy once, it was about a pill dealer. And uh, people loved it. It was like, okay, but my agent at the time was like, we're never going to be able to sell this. And I was like, how come? He goes like, because big pharma money is sponsored right. a ton of shit yep, in Hollywood. Yep, yep. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. And like, was, am I canceled? Like Gina Carano, by right. the way, is still starring in movies with Daily Wire. It's all so right. fucking stupid. But I wanted to quote here from the complaint uh, <laughs> that Elon's lawyers put together. Uh, cause it's like leans into like the Star Wars lore to really, like, if I was a judge, I'd be like death penalty. Fuck. I know it's a civil court. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what they were thinking with this. A short time ago in a galaxy, not so far away, defendants made it clear that only one orthodoxy in thought, speech, or action was acceptable in their empire. And that those who dared to question or failed to fully comply would not be tolerated. And so it was with Corrado. After two highly acclaimed seasons on the Mandalorian as rebel ranger Cara Dune, Karana was terminated from her role as swiftly as her character's peaceful home planet of Alderaan had been Alderaan had been destroyed by the Death Star. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I, I hate these people so much. Yeah, uh, the idea that the judge would be reading that and be like, "Well, this is too whimsical to be bullshit." I'm carried away by this. <laughs> the, right. The flight and fancy of this opening statement. I love it. Uh, because we're running behind Matt, I think we'll skip to the ne- the Netflix thing. Um, yeah. Matt, because Trey wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, in other entertainment news, while we're on the subject, uh, next daily dumbass I will mention is Netflix for turning Alexander the Great gay. If you can put yeah. this up there, Matt. Put that screen uh, up there, Matt. This cracked me up so much. There's a new Alexander docu-series on Netflix. It's like half documentary, half series, because they got reenactments yeah. and shit. Alexander, the making of a god. And... Uh, 
popular dipshit Twitter follow and wokeness tweeted 2.2 million followers. Yeah, no, that, yeah, I didn't mean popular ironically. I see them pop Mm -hmm. up all the time. They tweeted Netflix made a new documentary about Alexander the Great. Within the first eight minutes, they turned him gay. Netflix, woke Hollywood, turned Alexander the Great gay, Mark. Alexander the Great of the famously, perhaps, most butt-fuckingest culture in the history of human civilization. Like, I feel like the people, he was Macedonian slash Greek. I thought that that was like the main thing that people knew about them was like mm-hmm. they had wild gods they liked thinking about stuff and also they were super super gay like that's like i just thought everybody knew that i can't believe being shocked at alexander the great <laughs> having some gay tendencies and blaming it on the woke mind virus in hollywood man these people you cannot overstate how fucking dumb these people uh-huh. are it's insane there, I mean, it's not like Alexander was the sink. Like he wasn't just into dudes; he was the single biggest force for spreading the love of dudes <laughs> through conquest. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Like they, like Afghanistan was still into like boy love until the Taliban tried to stop it. Maybe they still are, despite being hardcore Muslim, because they were conquered by Alexander the Great. He, he, made, he made them realize that, that hit. I guess I don't fucking know. But like this is like. <laughs> And this is just so dumb. And my takeaway from this is always like these people are so boring and incurious. Like, even if I didn't know that about Alexander, if I saw this tweet or the documentary, I'd be like, huh, I wonder what's the deal with that? And I would start, start Googling it up at a rabbit hole about like Greek sexuality and how, I don't know, the British Empire turned the world homophobic at the point of a gun through Catholicism. It's like, whatever. That's, that's, a, then I have anecdotes to share at parties. These people will never learn a single fucking thing besides being bigots. Well, even if they did, even if they did end up down that rabbit hole, they would be like, ancient Greece was woke. The woke (laughs) mind virus got to ancient Greece. How did that happen? Like on the one hand, they were woke. On the other hand, they have slaves. So who's to say? Right. Yeah. 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 That is a hard, hard thing to parse. All right. Well, we've been having too much fun. We are running a little (laughs) bit behind. Let's talk about the border, Mark. What's going on down there? All right, let's get into this through uh, secondary daily dumbass. Uh, This really is a tie for first. Uh, Our second daily dumbass is the immigration panic convoy people for not realizing migrants have developed cloaking technology. Let's watch an interview with this convoy person at the border on MSNBC. Yeah, we talked last week about them heading down there on the convoy. This is somebody Uh who did that. Who have come from all over Texas, even other parts of the country, to be here. And some of them, even though we are about a half hour from Eagle Pass, have driven down to Eagle Pass to try to actually see what's happening at the border. And I've spoken to a number of people who said that they're a little surprised by what they're seeing here. I want to play a conversation with a woman, Misty. Take a listen. It was, it, it's pretty surreal. We actually made it into Eagle Pass and we went and saw um, Shelby Park. Um, I was able to see some people actually trying to cross and stopped at the at the wire there. So it was it's very eye opening. And so and tell me more about eye opening. Is it what you expected? Is it better? Is it worse? It's not what I expected. But then again, I don't know what I expected. Um, I can tell you it's not as bad as what I thought. So that that's kind of eye opening in itself, too. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> these people drove all the way. Some people drove from California, some from Virginia. Like there's a couple different convoys. A lot of them fell apart on the way through infighting. One guy got kicked out because they found out they did found out he was a pedophile. They did some. I guess they all searched each other and tried to find out who's a pedophile. Right. Anyway, they also uh, all thought that that it was all like federal agents and shit or orchid. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them were like, "I'm not showing up. This is some fucking deep state stuff or whatever." Like they were just infighting right. from the very beginning. They get down there and they're immediately bored. Because nothing's really happening. Like she says, she's, <laughs> right. that lady says, right. saw, saw a couple of people walk up across the border and were processed or right. whatever. And they, but they were expecting like World War Z because that's what Fox News is telling them what's going on. Right. And like that's what I want to talk about today is like I re- was reading much more stuff about what's going on, on the ground in Eagle Pass, and it's much more cynical and stupid than I think that is able that the, the news is cap- willing or capable to get across. Because these these people were down there, and they were telling reporters that they're they're very confused because they were told something is happening. And it's not. They expect to see lines of immigrants lined up, wanting entry, and many trying to cross the border outside the normal ports of entry. That isn't happening at all. In see, fact, dude, what's it, wild about this to me is like it illustrates that these people's eyes do work, and that mm-hmm. not only that, but that can 
impact what their brain brains are thinking, which mm-hmm. I wasn't sure that some of these people were capable of. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they, like I, they need to get out mm-hmm. of their goddamn basements and go investigate some shit more or something, because like well, these people are yeah. really true believers and they get down there and they're like, well, this is, this isn't right. You know, like there's still some rationality in there, which uh-huh. I'm kind of surprised by. There are some segments of them who think that what happened was Joe Biden redirected the the con. The, the <laughs> okay. right, yeah, there you go. Because remember, he's yeah. a, like, that makes way more sense to me. He's in control of them. He's communicating with these people. Yeah, he right. told them like, "What you need to do is start walking from Venezuela, Guatemala, and El Salvador, and the people yeah. that are flying into Mexico from China to come to the border, and the people yeah. that are flying from Africa to Mexico to come to the border." Uh, Joe Biden's personally texting on a text thread, all right? Right. And he told them, "Is like, you know what? They're on to the Eagle Pass. What okay. you got to do." is go literally half right. a mile east or west and the gates are open at the border and you can walk in. Yes. And we'll get to that in a second because that's reality there. It's like they've set up this like theater camp at Eagle Pass at a, at a state park where they're fighting with the federal government over the razor wire right. and not actually doing anything at the rest of the border. Right, right. So I'm sure all the people that are coming up or whatever are just not going there because why would you go there? Because that's where, also, the, whole, that's where the whole circus do, is, so you just go but, somewhere else. But remember, a lot of them do want to present themselves to the federal government. They're just avoiding Greg Abbott's fucking uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, stormtroopers. Right. Right. Because they're not letting them get to the federal government. <laughs> so anyway, well, I'll get to that in a second. But like, one of the few couple last things in the caravan, people. Uh, I watched a video. It was just too long and sad to show. But this woman was weeping because she's talking about how she felt so fooled. She'd been grifted. And no one else there actually cares about the actual issue she cares about, which she does seem to care. But you think she'd look and be like, wait, I care about the wrong thing. Right. Also, I- what blows my mind about people like that is like eight years You've gone eight years without that moment. I'm going back to 2016, right? Like mm-hmm. the part, the initial rise of Trump. You somehow made it eight years without experiencing that moment that you're experiencing right now, but realizing like, oh, I've been lied to. This is bullshit. But I guess she has because she probably ain't gone nowhere or, you know, really left her town or her bubble in that eight years. You know what I'm saying? Like. I watched it like there's a, a, a YouTuber um, who I wasn't familiar with, but I uh, was was fed his content. And like, uh, I guess he's like, he's non-political. And he tried to make that point. He's like, I went down there to see what's happening. <laughs> and I got, if I'm being honest, I don't usually talk politics, but I was more, I, I was leaning more towards the Republican side of this debate. And then I drove along the border and I saw that the state government doesn't actually care about it. migrants getting through because I watched them getting through. There's a handful coming through open gates that no one's guarding while they're making this big show half a mile away. It's all bullshit. And he was like, get off your screens. Turn the TV off. Right. Right. It's like, it's like that's the main thing is like this right. is a fucking turn. We, everybody needs to turn the TV off and go look for some firsthand sources and people doing on the ground reporting. Because yeah. the outrage machine. I mean, not y'all. News. Not y'all. Y'all need leave the leave the screen on for a little bit for like I, seventeen more minutes. But yeah, but then after that, you should listen to Mark and turn the screen off. And uh, I try yeah. to tell people like from firsthand sources of like I'm not like we're not we're, see if we were trying to do what cable news is doing, you would pretend to be a conservative and we would argue about this mm-hmm. right instead of trying to figure out what the actual reality is. <laughs> Right. So like, it's like, I, it's just like, it's so weird to me. But anyway, like the people, the, the people, the work, the, the convoy people are still into it. And st- since there are no migrants them to harass or shoot, really, what they did was they started doing like uh, a bunch of baptisms in gun t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, they got that to fall back on. Right. Yeah. There's the, always the two, that. The two main things that have happened down there since the convoy got down there is they called in a bomb threat to a migrant facility. Now, Important thing to note here is one of the Republicans' main complaints, they want more people detained. So what these assholes did was call in a place where they're being detained. Right. And force it to be evacuated to another facility. It was 175 migrants who can, uh, who, who had to move, move to another facility. They, so it's 175 beds. They unfreed up so people can't be detained, which I don't want them detained. But like, I, I mean, unless they have some sort of intel or criminal record that there's some sort of bad actor. I'm not saying that everybody coming across is up to like, is, is up to no good, but like the, it's like the, these people are like, they, their, their bomb threat goes against their own fucking purposes. There's also a, a state rep down there. It says some members of the convoy robbed a bank. 
um, which I haven't been, I couldn't find verification for that. But anyway, I hope it's true because it's funny, but they came to stop criminal. Anyway, I'm not telling you that happened because I couldn't fucking prove it, but whatever. So I read this piece in Texas Monthly. Uh, going back to my take that it's just purely like, a, it, it's, it's a place for Republican politicians to go and do TV hits. All right. Where they stand in like, you of know, course. Where that, that fake like safari gear they wear when they're right. disasters. Right. It's, but they go stand there and do that in front of razor wire and yes. guys with guns. And Absolutely. The so fucking then, governor of South Dakota or whatever, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. doesn't have a, you know, a federal border anywhere in their state. Mm-hmm. can go to the further away border all the way down mm-hmm. there and stand there with a cowboy hat on holding a shotgun in front of it and be like, look what I'm doing. It's like, bitch, you're fucking 1,500 miles away. You ain't got shit to do with this. But right. yeah, it is all absolutely theater. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Tennessee or Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee, he was down there too. He was down mm-hmm. there doing his thing, naturally. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so like the headline of this Texas Monthly piece called literally calls it a movie set, and it tries to describe what's going on down there. It's like yeah, like so they go walk into like a, a a pastry shop called Sweet Treats, and it's a bunch of National Guardsmen with uh, like AR 15s just eating like cookies and shit. Uh, and the, the the movie set quote comes from a guy named Humberto O'Garza, who's the spokesman for the Eagle Pass Police Department. Here's the police in Eagle Pass who are saying we don't need federal help; they're just coming here to stand around and look like fucking dipshits. Um, he said, he said, Shelby Park is effectively a movie set because that's where all the cameras and stuff are. But if you go half a mile, the gates to the United States are open. The only evidence of migrant traffic was the pile of clothes that accumulated on the shore. Because what they do is they, you know, they, they, they do frame style. When you cross the river, you take right. off the dirty clothes and put on the dry clothes because it's right. cold. Um, so, uh, this is, let me quote one business owner who's like, uh, said he's more of a Trump, more of a Trump sporting type dude but he said basically he's talking about how um the, nobody's doing anything anymore because the, the decline in migrant traffic to the area uh, this guy named hernandez said makes the militarization of shelby park seem superfluous it makes no difference to me now they should have done that way sooner not wait till the migrants have been moved somewhere else and this, here's another business owner i can't tell her political views from the way she was quoted but she owns like a nine-hole golf golf course her name's carla rodriguez and she's like, her main takeaway was like, yeah, it used to bug me like migrants would walk across my golf course, but now the National Guardsmen are parking their fucking Humvees on my golf course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like they're basically using Humvees as fucking golf carts, and that's her main problem with the border air, uh, air quote unquote crisis. Yeah, this is like, this is like such an insane way to fucking do business as a country, man. It's just like, is anyone? It, did anyone seem interested in like what reality is anymore? No, no. I mean, that's the main problem with our uh, with our current timeline is, yeah, reality has become immaterial. You know, it's all about feelings and what you want to be the case. Doesn't matter what actually is the case. Yeah. So let's pivot over to Washington, D.C., where they're trying to turn whatever this all this is we've just been describing to you into a policy fight slash bill slash solution or whatever. The Border Patrol Union put out a statement in favor of this bill, which the merits of the bill I'm not a huge fan of, but whatever. Border Patrol likes it. Leads me to think it probably shouldn't like it. But, like, here's Mike Johnson talking about the Border Patrol endorsement. Pay at the election. The Border Patrol Union has, has said, come out and said, the bill is better than the status quo. Does that affect your thinking on this? Well, I, I think it does have something to do with the pay structure that's in the bill. I understand that they're desperate uh, for, for measures that will assist, okay? The speaker, Republican Speaker of the House is saying that border cops are overpaid pigs. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Like, it's like, like if, if, if AOC said that. I know. I know, right? Said. That's what I'm saying. Imagine, you, yeah, right. Like, the Border Patrol, that's supposed to be your guy. Those are your guys. And then those guys, they see you go on the news and just, like, rag on them in front of everybody and, make you know, and, and imply that you're only motivated by getting a raise and whatever else it's like it's a yeah it's crazy uh, these people pick each other it's funny we used to i know we've talked about this before but like we i used to always go off on tangents and get mad about how like there's so much infighting in the left it used to drive me crazy and i'd be like i fuck the right i can't but like the one thing i'll give them is they generally stick together right i used to feel that way for a long time and that has just completely fallen apart i feel like in the past you know year or so year 18 months or whatever and don't get me wrong it's hitting for me i've been appreciating it but yeah they're just like 
I feel like Trump is literally tearing these people apart from the yes. inside. Yeah. Before before all this happened, I was gonna we we're gonna talk about some state party shit where like a couple of state Republican state parties basically don't exist right now because there's so much infighting over stuff. Like Michigan's are broke and fucking the national party's broke and Ronald McDaniel Ronald McDaniel is like constantly in limbo between the state of being fired or not. It's like like it's kind of fucking hilarious, but like you're talking about the infighting, and I do just want to note that, like, Customs and Border Patrol is probably the head, most head crackingest police force in America right. outside of the now disbanded Baltimore, Baltimore Gun Trace Task Force. And, like, if if they don't hit for it's like, oh, God, it's like, I don't, we're through the looking glass here on so many ways, uh, so many fronts, man. Um, so, talking about the infighting. So, Jim Langford, we talked about last week, yeah. who put together this border bill. Remember, right. Republican from Oklahoma, right. Who yeah. put together the bill, yeah. Today, a reporter asked him how it felt like to be run over by a bus, and he said, and he replied, and backed up. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now Langford won't even say if he'll vote to advance his own bill when it comes up (laughs) on Wednesday. We're basically one news cycle away from Langford demanding his own resignation over this. Um, (laughs) The like the but we've seen this movie before. Let me read you this headline from 2013: Marco Rubio backs away from own immigration bill becoming law. He had to fucking vote against his own immigration bill that he put together. 2013 is like a political eon ago, but after 2012, the postmortem after Romney lost, written by the RNC, was like, we need to like become less racist and less anti-immigrant. That was 2013, all right? So they tried to do this, and they got a huge backlash in their base, and Marco Rubio was kind of never heard from again. All right, so here's the Republican Party in a nutshell right now. They're going to kill the harshest immigration bill in decades because their nominee wants to run on the issue stupidly. Mm-hmm. Also, going to launch, they're launching an impeachment inquiry into the DHS secretary for not being harsher on immigration. Uh, they tried to hold the first impeachment vote today, but Marjorie Taylor Greene is the impeachment manager. manager so you want to know how that's going? The first vote right. lost because they couldn't count votes. Four Republicans voted with all Democrats in voting no. It's the first time in U.S. history that an impeachment vote against a cabinet member has failed. The highlight of it was Democrat Representative Al Green from Texas. He was wheeled in just as the vote headed appeared headed toward tie with no shoes on and hospital scrubs his pants, said he had just had surgery but came to vote against the impeachment. Everybody clapped. <laughs> this is so fucking silly, man. But like this is this all started, all right, the immigration bill thing over Ukrainian funding. Everyone's mm-hmm. sort of forgotten that. Right. Because Democrats want to appear harsh on immigration right now, the, the border, the border, enhanced border enforcement, enhancement, border enforcement, right, was the trade-off Dems were going to get right for Ukraine for Ukraine. Yeah, right. Now the Ukraine funding, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that, but now Democrats are for passing an authoritarian border bill with no trade-off. Because they want to be able to slam Republicans for being soft on immigration. I can't, how fucking, do they think they're going to win the Fox News grandpas if they hit a few more Mexicans in the head with a rock or something? Wait, they're not, the, so the Ukraine part ain't even part of it anymore? I don't and the think Democrats so. are still trying to get it to pass? Because I didn't know that. I thought it was yeah. like a, you know, whatever, you scratch it. my back, I'll scratch yours, compromise type of thing, which happens in politics. That's what I thought yeah. was happening here. If they've just, they've all, they think it's such a good issue for them because the Republicans are so incompetent and stupid. They're trying; they're not going to pass the bill, so it doesn't matter. This is all, this is all theater. I, I get right. the idea. It's like if they, especially knowing how Trump is and how much he has them in thrall and everything. Like if they know, it's like, hey, Trump will be furious if they pass this. He's not going to let them pass this, and they all do what he says. So like, uh-huh. they're not going to do it, but they're saying they want it to happen. So if we come to the table and say we're willing to make it happen and make them shit their own pants in front of everybody because we know that their, you know, their supreme leader isn't going to allow them to do it. That, you know, that's like good political fucking uh, skullduggery or whatever. Right. I mean, if they know it's not going to happen anyway, like I kind of. Yeah. So do you. So yeah, a couple, last week Mike Johnson was like, "Well, we need to split up the bills and just do the Ukraine funding and the border bills separately." Yeah, that, and I was like, "That defeats the purpose." Throw me in the no, no, that would that'd be awesome. Oh, okay, <laughs> they wouldn't have to do the border shit. They could just get the money to help Ukraine fight back Russia. Oh, right, right. they wouldn't even have to pretend about. Well, but also, but th- that works in reverse too, right? The Republicans just straight up wouldn't pass the Ukraine. Bill. There are no, there are enough uh, Republicans. I mean, the, the problem is like the the, the the it was it's like the Freedom Caucus types that would like they, they don't want to fucking fund Ukraine, but would need to be bought off with border funding. Yeah. There are there are, there are lots of Republicans who would want to support Ukraine. 
Okay, they just well, held yeah. prisoner by the fucking dipshits. And they, uh, they remember they, they have a bare majority. Right. So like they, they 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 can get both. They'll take both. But like it's it, it's it all. The, our system of government is so fucking stupid. Like it's just like this is not a way to run something. Right. <laughs> I honestly, can't believe it survived this long. But like 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 Dan, we won't watch the video. But Dan Crenshaw was like, I want to pass this bill. I'm like. It, if you're a Democrat, what would you want to pass a bill to Dan Crenshaw's for in general? Although he would vote for Ukraine funding, but like, um, so like, but the way their Democrats are talking about this, they're trying to like, they're, they're, the main reason this is dumb is you don't grant your opponents framing for an issue. Cause we just told you what's going on at the actual border. Why are you leaning into the, the, the apocalyptic the idea that crisis? It's a huge crisis, right? Well, it, and also you're not very popular in immigration. It's just bad electoral politics to raise the salience of an issue, which people hate you for. Right or rightly or wrongly, right? That's right? a good point. Yep. It's like that you don't fight on your opponent's battleground. You let you don't let them pick. That's like the first thing on Sun Tzu's Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. right? And they're just doing this constantly. It's like the way modern politics works is like a Democratic president pushes a right wing bill and infuriates his base and is designed to appeal to GP voters who will never fucking vote for him. And Republicans can't so- support the bill anyway because of a violent backlash. That's what happened with the uh, immigration and compromise that Rubio wrote in twenty thirteen. Right. I mean, again, I do, I, get, I do get I get the thought process, the idea behind like, again, let's give them enough rope to hang themselves with. This will make them look bad ultimately. And I could see. But like but the reality is they'll just do what they've already done and reframe the conversation and make it seem like this bill is a threat to America, which the fucking Democrats come up with. And they'll throw one of their own under the bus in order to do that. This Langford guy. And their whole base will just eat that up and that'll be the story after that. And you're fucked either way. Like you're not right. going to, you just cannot, you can't win with these people. You can't. That's right. That's why you don't play their game. Though. Exactly. Right. Like, no, like, I so, agree. Like, yes. So like, like it's like, so Fox news and the right wing is telling them all these immigrants are coming to kill your families. And now Democrats are trying to pass this bill that basically says, yes, immigrants are coming to kill, coming to kill your families. And we want to do something about it. Republicans aren't responsible to govern enough to help us stop the immigrants are coming to kill your families. Yeah. Right. It's like, why are you gre- why are you granting that fucking framing? And I'm not saying like everything in the bill is bad. There's stuff in there that would help like get legitimate asylum claims, uh, asylum claims processed more quickly. Right. There's stuff in there like we talked about last week for more judges and more lawyers to like help represent people and stuff. That that's all that that's good, but it's paired with like really harsh restrictions enforcement. And like if like Bob Bob Menendez, who we shit on constantly for being horrifically mm-hmm. corrupt, came out and said he's not going to vote for it the bill calling it a Trump wish list. And I was like, okay, so stop, you know, the onion meme, the worst guy, you know, just made a great point. Yeah. It's like, okay. Um, but it's like, it's always the same dumb plan. Let's publicly, pub- publicly fail on a GOP coded issue in a way that be cl- they can clearly be blamed. The GOP will look responsible. The GOP will look bad. It's like, no, it never fucking works. It's right. the same thing over and over again. It just like, it just makes them look weak. And, and also and weak on their opponent's strong issue. It's like, what? Well, yeah, I could go on for it. No, it is just weird because it's like I say, going back to that lady we saw in the clip that opened the segment. Like, she went down there. She clearly saw it and was like, "I've been lied to. This is not what I thought was happening." Now I want to like, give her, it to her because her I, brain yeah, is but, capable of doing that. Yeah, but yet, I feel like the Democrats are trying to make that happen with a lot of these people through these policy decisions and stuff. They're trying to like initiate that type of revelation. But it just never happens like when the media and shit is involved. It's like they have to be there on the ground and, and experience it firsthand or mm-hmm. that you'll never get through in that way. You and know, I, I, I want to give it to that lady because the thing we're shitting on the Alexander the Great guy for not being curious enough to figure out what reality was. She actually wanted to figure it out. But my question to you is, would she be curious enough if Joe if the Democrats were saying all this shit last week and it was like, even Democrats agree there's a huge crisis going on at the border. Right. <laughs> right. Vance on YouTube says, like, you just want to yell, stop trying to kick the football, Charlie Brown, for fuck's sake. And yes, that's a good analogy. The and I'll, I'll, I'll get to say, like, like that. There, we used to have the Dream Act and, like, Dreamers and stuff like that. I'm not sure what fucking happened to all that stuff. Like, because I don't even know what a genuinely left-wing immigration bill would look like at this point. Because, like, like, any... I used to be an RA, like a desk RA in my dorm, a, a, a desk attendant, because my job was to sign people in and out of the dorm, right? Any organization, building, whatever, wants to keep track of who's in it. So you do want to, like, know who's in America. You do want to get people processed and figure out, give them, you know, figure yeah. out. 
Like nobody's it, arguing it, to just have the whole thing literally open. They act hey, like it's open, but that's not what anybody's saying should happen. Get them social security numbers saying pay fucking taxes. Right, if got, they, they, uh, some among them are wanted for horrific crimes in South America, then you can fucking figure out what to do it. But you gotta you gotta track them and process them to figure that out. You're not gonna expel them all. Like you've gotta some the, the, the word amnesty is a dirty word, but you gotta figure out some way to legalize these people because it's just like it's a no way to run anything, man. It's childish to pretend like reality is we can just like snap our fingers and deport. 10 million people or whatever. Yeah. Mark Nolan stands with Ukraine on Twitter. I didn't know we still, I didn't know we were even still able to stream on Twitter. So this hits for me. Uh, says Tucker is interviewing Putin to help trash Ukraine funding. Yeah, I know Tucker's been, he got outed for being in Moscow at a ballet and everybody was like, he's there to interview Putin. Apparently he is. So that's going to come out in the coming days and I'm sure we'll have some clips for it next week. I yeah. have to imagine. All the yeah. all the free speech warriors have super hard on for it. Why wouldn't you want to talk to a world leader engaged in the military world conflict? And yet I get what you're saying, but there are legitimate Russian journalists who had to flee their country for covering this war. Right. So like fucking they put on a flak jacket and cover an actual war zone. Tucker's interviewing Putin in like a Ritz Carlton hotel room in fucking Moscow. Yep. So we'll yeah. see the outcome of that next week. I'm like I said, I'm sure we'll make fun of some of it. So y'all come back. Like I said, okay. Once again, thank y'all for watching. Go to TreyCrowder.com. Check out my upcoming tour dates. Check out me and Corey's book around here and over yonder. Go to weeklyskews.com slash more to sign up for the Patreon for this here program. You can go to Patreon and search for my name too. Five dollars a month, you get two bonus episodes. You support the show in the progress. We appreciate it. But most important thing is to keep watching this here show on Skews Dees. And as long as you do, we'll keep doing them. We'll see you in seven days. See you. Love you. Bye. Thank you.